Well, good morning, Church of the Cross. It is so good to uh, be with you this morning. I wish we were together in person. Uh, but the beauty of technology is that we have an opportunity to continue to meet. And I'm particularly grateful uh, this morning that we live in a nation where we can worship freely, uh, even through our technology, that we have access to the internet, and none of that has been blocked out where we cannot worship uh, collectively. And so uh, today we're going to be looking at a passage out of Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 30, and also verses 36 through 43. Uh, it's a parable that Jesus tells about uh, seeds that have been sown and weeds that have grown into uh, that, that ground. And he starts to give an example of helping us to understand a piece of the kingdom that we really need to uh, gain a better understanding of. And if I were to kind of title this text, I would title it, What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. Because I think we live in a society right now with all that is happening in our world, with COVID-19 and whether or not to send our kids back to school, when we're gonna go back to work, uh, whether or not we can go to a restaurant, whether or not we can go to a grocery store, whether or not we should be wearing a mask. All of these things that are happening in our world are so unknown. We're living in a season that is not known to us. Nobody has experienced this type of epidemic. Nobody has experienced in our lifetime this type of uh, just discombobulation. Normally in America, we know what to do, uh, but we're in a place now where we don't. And so I, as I look at this passage, there's a couple of things that I feel like are important for us to be reminded of as we uh, see what the scripture has to tell us about uh, this passage. Uh, the questions that I asked as I was reading this is like, who sowed the seed initially? Uh, which we know the scripture says it was the son of man, it was Jesus who, who sowed the good seed that was the, the, the children of the kingdom, uh, who are those who have come into relationship with God uh, through Jesus. That is the good seed. And then the weeds that have been grown here have been sown by the enemy. Uh, and as we see the kingdom of God growing and these weeds growing at the same time, uh, the disciples' mindset was, well, why don't you just pull up the weeds? And once you pull up the weeds then we'll be able to have the good seed left over. But uh, Jesus was able to communicate that if you take out the weeds now, it would actually limit the growth of, of the wheat, the good seed that was there. And I think a lot of times we don't understand how the weeds in our lives have the ability to help us grow as wheat. The challenges that we're experiencing, the conversations that we have, the conflict we experience, often God can use even the weed that is growing, that has been sown by the enemy, uh, to bring about an ability for us to grow into who he's created us to be. In James chapter 1, we see that he tells us to consider it the purest form of joy when we go through trials of various kinds because the testing of our uh, faith develops perseverance and it allows us to complete, uh, become complete so that we are mature and not lacking any good thing. Uh, the challenges that we experience God has a way of using those to help us grow to become who he wants us to be. Also, uh, we see that the seed is actually sown uh, in the world, and we happen to live in a fallen and a broken world. And so even though we as the seed that has been sown, that are the children of the kingdom, are, are here 
uh, following Jesus, we are living in a broken and fallen world. And that helps us to get perspective on how to deal with what we don't know uh, or how we don't know what to do with what we don't know. It, it gives us that perspective to say, God, even though I am following you, even though I'm pursuing you, I realize that I'm not living in a perfect world. I'm not living in uh, the, the, the new kingdom. I'm not living in the stage where you have the ability to completely eliminate evil at this point. And so that gives us perspective and it allows us to be able to handle uh, the situations that we go through with a sense of, of perseverance, with a sense of gratefulness, and also with a sense of perspective. And then the thing that I love about the disciples is that like this parable and the parable that we see prior in this passage, the disciples, when they heard the parable, which Jesus often communicated in, they didn't fully understand it. And when you don't know what to do, one of the best things to do is to ask God for understanding. God, help me to understand what I'm experiencing. Help me to understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. Help me to understand what you want me to learn from this. And because we ask, the Bible says in James, he is willing to give us wisdom. He's willing to give us understanding. And so the disciples weren't so proud that they weren't willing to ask for understanding. And that is a symbol and a reminder to us as believers to know that we don't have all of the answers. We don't have all of the solutions, uh, but we have the ability to ask our God who is uh, the ultimate uh, all-knowing God. And then in the end, we have to trust that God, who is the supreme gardener, who is the supreme judge, is going to separate the weed from the wheat, and he's going to be able to do that in his full knowledge of what is happening. It's not our job to judge those who aren't following Jesus. It's not our job to condemn those who are not following Jesus. It's not our job to convict those who are not following Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the convictor. And I've learned this as a pastor, as a father, as a husband. We cannot be the Holy Spirit for people. We cannot convict them. We cannot reprove them. We cannot do the Holy Spirit's job. Our job is to be the good seed that is here on earth, to continue to be around those who are weeds and pray that God will allow them to be transferred into the kingdom of light so that our world can be better as a result of those who are in the kingdom who are being here. I remember when my wife and I purchased our first home, uh, we purchased in a newer community in Maynard. And uh, the way that they built the homes, there were only three models that were available, three interior layouts that were available. It wasn't a lot of the whole kind of specific uh, types of specifications that you could choose if you were purchasing a more expensive home. And one of the things that they offered to us is grass in the front of the house uh, with two trees, and then they had a fence covering for the front, but there was no fence in the back. And so there were seven, eight, nine houses next to each other who had not spent the three to $4,000 in addition to purchase an additional fence. And so I would notice that as we moved into the home and started living in the home, we had neighbors who didn't like to cut their grass. <laughs> and so though I would cut my grass pretty consistently and there was no side that we were given for the backyard, I would notice that weeds would blow from their yard into my yard. And I did all this work to cut my grass, all this work to make my grass look good, but I could not, I didn't have a barrier uh, between my house and their house, a, a boundary to keep their weeds from blowing into my yard. Now I could go over to them and tell them all day, you need to cut your grass, but in the end it was their grass, but it was causing me challenges. And I could say, well, it's their fault, but in the end, it was bigger than that. It was the neighborhood's fault for not giving us fences. 
the enemy has sown this weed. You know, and so when you feel like you're having complications with your spouse after being in weeks of quarantine, when you feel like you're having challenges with your children after being in weeks of quarantine, when you feel like you're having challenges with people who disagree with you politically or disagree with you uh, professionally or disagree with you personally, don't fight the weed. Fight the person who sowed the weed. The enemy is our ultimate enemy. And God gives us the ability to discern the difference between the two. And the good news is that in the end, when he uh, comes to judge the living and the dead, in the end, when he comes to bring all things, make all things new, we can be reminded, even in this time period, that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. We know that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We know that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask, think, or imagine. We know that he has declared the end at the beginning, that he is the alpha and the omega. And with all of that knowledge that we gain through the scriptures, all of that knowledge that we understand through our experiences, we can have peace in knowing what to do when we don't know what to do. Let me pray for us. God, as we live in these very unpredictable times. We look to your word for comfort. We look to your word for encouragement. And as we've seen in this parable, um, you are gracious enough to allow those weeds to continue to grow in this season. Um, and you are gracious enough to allow us as your children to be part of the good seed that you have gr grown in this world. So Lord, I pray that you would let our light shine, that we would let our light shine so that people would see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. I pray. God, that we would be salt and light, and even in the midst of all that we're experiencing, we would know who the real enemy is, and we would put our faith ultimately in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.